what has been laid upon my heart for us to share today. We've been sharing, a, and the times that have gone by, we've shared on the issues of the image that God has desired you to be, and that is to be a reflection of Him, and that the fact that He is looking on you so that you may be the one to express Him, whatever it is that you may be at any one particular time. We have shared over and over again, our Father in Heaven is invisible, and we've shared that Many of us like looking in the mirror, don't we? Yeah, I may say, uh, many, um, um, some may say no, but the truth is that one or time every day, single day, somebody goes to look in the mirror. And that's the reason why God made you and me. He likes to look and see, how do I look like? Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because he said he created man and woman in the, his image and in his likeness. So I, I take it that he also, the idea of the mirror must have come from him. He wanted to be able to be looking at his mirror, and you are his mirror, I am his mirror, so that he can see, ah, I'm looking good. And no wonder, he said when he had finished all the work, he said it was very, very good. Praise the Lord. Now I want you to look at yourself and realize that he said it is very good. That means there is something about you that is excellent and glorious. Don't. Be discouraged and don't look down on yourself. You are unique in his eyes because he made you in his own image. And thus, last week the Lord gave us a word, even as Phil was sharing it last week. There's the word that came unto my heart and he said the issue that I have set up a stream or rivers or springs within you. I've opened, in fact he said, I have opened them up. And he said, let them flow. And you realize every time when you put a dam, when people put dams to be able to get electric power and all these funny things, many times you realize what happens when the dam goes up. Or if there was any settlement in that particular area, it does what? It dies. I've seen in places where you know, they have discovered some after a dam, maybe some of the dams have been removed, they discover there are many settlements in this area and all of them are wiped out because as the water rises, it is blocked. It is not able to run and go. It destroys and kills everything in that particular area. And what is that warning us? What God wants to do in you or what God is doing in you, you must allow it to flow. Let it continue flowing. Don't hold it back. If you hold it back, you're going to die. It's going to kill you. It's going to kill many things in your life. He wants it to continue flowing so that fresh more comes from his supply and his name will be glorified. And so tonight, or rather today, briefly, as far as we shall be able to go, there is much he has laid upon my heart, but I want you to be very attentive. What he laid upon my heart, he simply said, it is time for refreshing and time and the hour of my visitation. Whatever he meant with that, I said, okay, Father, I'll pass it over to us so that you will digest it within yourself. He says it is the time of refreshing and the hour of my visitation. And he's looking for you and I to be set and to be prepared at all times, that moment by moment, we are going to walk in that refreshing and in that visitation that he has purpose to effect in your life and in my life, in our families, in the whole church, for the glory and for the honor of his wonderful name. Over and over we have shared this particular aspect. And I pray this, that you receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God, so that you may know 
this particular time of re this refreshing that he's already pouring out. And this visitation that he's giving unto his children, unto his body, you may not miss it. I'm asking and I pray that you may know what is that hope of his calling. So that you will not miss your visitation and you will not miss that refreshing that he is releasing in this particular hour. That refreshing is for your sake. And as you get refreshed, you will become a refreshing in the house of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he's establishing that particular floor. And he wants it to be open so that it will, as he refreshes you, it is for the sake of that one whom you greeted today. It is for the sake of that one whom you told that God is thinking about you and is mindful of you. Why? Because he is sending a word across unto every one of you. Each one of you, you're going to be receiving a word for somebody else and for somebody else. And he's saying that this word is for the refreshing of my body. It's for the refreshing of my church. And you and I must be willing to step out by that grace and by that faith and start releasing that word. Don't hold it back. Don't build the dam against the floor of what God is reaching out to do in this particular hour in Jesus' name. He says that you may know the exceeding greatness of the power of his, first of all, you may know the, glory, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in you. He's looking for you to discover that. We are walking up and down, looking down so many of us. We have had a wonderful worship today and God bless you, Joanna. Thank you for coming today. God bless you. Uh, bless all your sisters. God bless you, Savannah, Tara, and, uh, and Karina. God bless you, uh, uh, Alex. Where is he? God bless you, Alex. Praise the Lord. God bless you, Simon, uh, and Richard. Oh, wonderful. God bless all of you for blessing us abundantly with that particular worship. And I want, as he, we were talking of that particular presence, today we're going to major so much on that presence. And he wants you and I to access and to enter in, into it at all cost. Whatever it is that might have tried to hinder you, whatever it is that you might have on your mind, I want us to make up a commitment tonight that Father, I'm penetrating into this particular presence. I'm getting a transformation in my life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And lastly, he says that you may know the power, exceeding greatness of his power unto us words that believe. There is a power that he is releasing unto you. And again, it is for it to flow. Praise the Lord. It is, he wants that power to be able to flow so that he may be glorified. And as we get into the, into the, the, the main aspect of the, of the message today, in the foundation, this is the, word, this is the word that he laid upon my heart. That is Matthew chapter 23 and verse 37 and 38. Before we get into that particular aspect of the refreshing. He says in Matthew 23 verse 37 and 38. Here what he says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often... Would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you are not willing? See, your house is left to you desolate. Now, he mark those particular words that he has said, Jerusalem kills the prophets and stones those ones who are sent to it. And because of that, 
He says he desired to gather the, his children and, and like a hen. If you have seen how a hen puts all her chicks under, under her wings and what have you and covers all of them. He says, but you are not willing. And then he says, as a result, it was left desolate. Then if you jump to Luke chapter 19, verse 41 and 44, he says the following words. That, and when he drew nigh the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will set a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you, and they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. That's a very, a, a, a very, harsh, a very hard word, if I may be able to put it that way. But it is what the Lord speaks to Jerusalem. But he placed these words upon my heart as we begin this particular aspect, this session, that as we share. He tells Jerusalem, it stones its prophets, and the prophets and those ones who are sent to it, it kills a number of them. Now I want you to ask yourself, who is the prophet and who is the one whom the Lord sends to you or to, to Jerusalem? Each one of these particular people have one thing in common. They carry the word of God. They carry the message of God. Now I want you to realize Every moment the word of God comes to you, it may come through a, a preacher, it may come through another brother, it may come to you yourself even as you sleep, in a vision, in a dream. It may come to you as an impression upon your spirit, but you know that you know that one. That word is definitely, is, I, I didn't imagine that. It arrived, it, it's a word that has come to you at that particular time. Many times we stone and we kill the prophet, we kill the word. We strangle it out of our lives and say it can't be God. No way. I will not believe that. And we refuse to link with that particular word that comes to us. Sometimes it looks so trivial, but it is the word from our Heavenly Father. Nothing from Him is trivial. Praise the Lord. Everything from Him is important and very significant for you and for me. So anytime you receive the word of God, my brother and my sister, or I myself, let us be alert, not to strangle it, because then we are killing, it's just we are behaving like Jerusalem, killing the prophet and stoning the one that has been sent unto us. Let us be alert as children of God to make sure we shall truly receive that which it is that he is sending unto us. And he says, do not let the Lord weep over you. I want you to look at yourself and ask yourself, might the Lord be weeping over me because I have doubted him. I have, you know, I have stand against him and said, you are not true. Many other times, like when the Lord, when the Lord has said, no, lo, I am with you, even unto the end of the ages. And we come and say, he has left me. He's not mindful of me. He was rebuking me this particular, the whole of this particular week and showing me the many times that I have said that, that oh, maybe the Lord has left me. I'm suffering this because he has left me. He was telling me, listen, Paul, tell my children, I am not a man that I should lie. Mm -hmm. 
My word is my word. Don't be like Jerusalem, which stoned and killed its prophets and stoned those ones who were sent to it. Value that particular word that is coming unto you. Maybe it is a song that is placing in your heart. And you just wonder, why should people would wonder why I'm singing this song over and over again? Please, sing it a thousand times. Let those ones who don't want to hear it refuse to hear it. But you sing it until you sense in your spirit, I have sung it enough for the glory of God. Praise the Lord. If it is in your house, shout it at the top of your voice in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As you sing that particular chorus over and over and over and over again, it is the word. That is coming across unto you. Don't mind your voice. Whether you have a voice to sing or not. Just belt it out. For the glory for the glory of God. Something wonderful will, will happen. Something wonderful will happen in your, in your life. So let us get into the time of refreshing. What does he mean when he says time of refreshing. And the hour of visitation. I want you to look at Job chapter 10 and verse 12. This is what the word of God says. It's a very interesting scripture. Job says, you know the story of Job. The suffering and the experiences that Job went through. And yet, this is what he says in chapter 10 verse 12. He says, you have granted me life. He says, speaking to the Lord. Thou hast granted me life and favor. And your visitation has preserved my spirit. You have granted me life and favor and your visitation has preserved me. Each of us know what Job was going through. Each of us have had that but your story and the experiences of the suffering of that man, of that man of God. But he realized the most precious thing in, 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 the, in the most precious thing in his travail. The most precious thing in Job's, in, Job's, in Job's suffering, he declares it there. He says it was the visitation of God in that particular period of trial and in that particular period of, of, of distress. He declares very clearly, you have given me life and favor. And in your visitation, you have preserved me. And yet he was in the midst, in the midst of suffering. And I don't know what you have, each one of us, we have got our own stories of how much suffering we have experienced or how difficult the situations, the situations have been. There are times that you know very well that, you know, there are times when he has come and he has given you life when all around you was death. Death was on either side of you and yet you came out, you came out alive. The times when you don't, they had written you over and said there is no way he or she is going to live and you are alive right now. Why? Because he gave you life in the midst of that particular trial or in the midst of that particular hard, hard, hard difficult time. There are times when he grants you favor when you have fallen out of favor. You, dear, you, you know very well, I don't deserve, I don't deserve it. But yet he comes through for you and he comes and he bestows his favor upon your life. Many times when we are in a place where we don't expect his protection and still even in the midst of that particular hardship, he brings his protection because he wants you to be whole. He wants to be able to reveal himself and as he reveals himself to you, it will bring healing into your life and healing into your body, healing into your relationships. And how does he reveal himself to us? We are now going to meditate on the main scripture we're going to be reading today. Psalms 36, verse 5 to 11. Psalms 36, verse 5 to 11. There are almost 11, 11 things that God is 
saying this is the refreshing that I'm bringing across unto my body. And he wants you and I to, to dip into this particular re revelation of this particular blessing so that you may become a blessing and I may become a blessing with whatsoever we're going to be. He says in Psalms 36 verse 5 to 10, Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, or thy mercy reaches to the heavens, and thy faithfulness reaches unto the clouds. Now here, thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reaches unto the clouds. I want you to continue meditating on those words. His mercy is in the heavens, not only here on earth. It goes right through into the heavens. And he's saying his faithfulness reaches right up unto the clouds. If you are able to go beyond the clouds, maybe then you will have gone beyond his faithfulness. But he says his faithfulness goes beyond. He goes even unto the clouds. He says in verse 6, Thy righteousness is like the great mountains. Thy judgments are great, are great deep. That is, they are like the ocean. The judgments of the Lord are like the ocean. O Lord, you preserve man and beast. That is, in his kindness, he preserves man and beast. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. I want you to meditate on his loving kindness and in the fact that under the shadow of his wings that they find refuge. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of your house. Or they shall be abundantly satisfied with the anointing of your house. And thou shalt make them drink of the rivers of thy pleasures. You will make them to drink of the rivers of thy pleasures. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we shall see light. Oh, continue your loving kindness unto them that know you and thy righteousness to the upright in heart. Praise the Lord. Amen. What is God telling us in this particular place? He says that those that put their trust in God are abundantly satisfied. There is a great refreshing that he is releasing unto those that put their trust in God. And I want us to discover the benefits that he has put in this particular place. The benefits of having the visitation with God in the secret place. That is, as you look what Job says in your favor, he says, you have given me life and you have given me favor. And he, he declares that in your visitation, by your visitation, you have preserved my spirit. When God visits you, he brings preservation over you. He brings restoration over you when he comes and he visits you. And how does he come and visit you anyway? I want you to realize he comes to visit you when you go to visit him. Praise the Lord. It is in where he says, draw nigh unto me and I will draw near unto you. Now as he, 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 he throws the ball across, he says, come nigh unto me and I will come near unto you. So he's telling us, in my visitation, is your refreshing. You will find preservation. You will find restoration. You will find my uplift. You will find my encouragement. You will find my healing for your soul, for everything that pertains unto your life. He wants you whole. He wants you whole and that wholeness in you is going to be made manifest as he reveals his nature and his character unto you. Now the first thing he comes and he tells us is your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens. Amen. 
praise the Lord. You know what mercy is. And you know what it means to receive. You know what it is it means to, to, to receive mercy. And what the Lord is saying is that he wants each one of us to have an eager expectation that you have been heard. I don't know what you've been asking God of late, but he says, I want my children to know in my mercy that I have heard you. Amen. You have not been unheard, but you have been, you have, you have been heard. He wants you to remember his mercy. And remember, his response are guaranteed every time you approach him. Every time you approach him, his mercy and his response is guaranteed. He's not going to leave you alone. Don't give up the hope and the trust that, he, that you have had all this particular time. Don't drop it along. Don't drop it along the way. Because he says, my spirit is going to engulf, my spirit is going to engulf you. And as I engulf you, the revelation of me is going to start to surge into your spirit. That will make you whole and make you to discover who I am. This is in my mercy. Not in what you have done. Not in what you deserve, praise the Lord. But because of my mercy. I am reaching out to reveal myself into your, into, into, your, into, your, into your person. Realize, he says, his mercy reaches to the heavens. There is nowhere high enough that the mercy of God cannot reach. It covers everything. Whatever it is that concerns you, it is within the grasp of the mercy of your Father in heaven. Whatever you are experiencing, I want you to make a point tonight that the mercy of God, you have been in pain, you have had sickness, you have had issues in your, in your work, in your daily work, and you wonder, where is God? He's still speaking and he's saying, don't give up because you are within my mercy. And I'm reaching out to be able to do something unique in your life for the glory of for the glory of his holy name. And he says that, you know, he will have mercy on you as you visit with him and as you adore him. Thus, as we were worshipping, it's like we were drawing nigh unto him. And as you draw near to him, then his mercy comes in and starts to engulf you greater and greater. And there is a change that is going to take effect in your life as that happens. My brother and my sister, reach out unto this particular mercy. He says he is releasing that river to flow and he wants it to flow. But many times we are blocking it because of unbelief and because we are doubting him. His mercy does not have any particular blockage that, can, that, that will block him. As, as long as you allow him, he will reach out. I don't know what you might have done. But that mercy is reaching it out, 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 out unto you. It will restore you and bring you to himself. In the second aspect, he declares, he says in that same, same verse, he says, that is in that same verse, right? That, and thy faithfulness reaches unto the clouds. We have said his mercy is for you. Then in that, he says that mercy will refresh you. The second thing that in his presence, you will discover what you have given preeminence. He says, my faithfulness reaches unto the clouds. But when you stand in that places, uh, presence, as you draw nigh to him, your eyes start to be opened to see what have I been putting first before in my life. Is it God whom I have been putting first or what have I been putting first? 
Each one of us, we know what it is that we may have been putting first. You know what is most important in your life. Maybe it is your partner. Maybe it is your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Maybe it is you know, your, your father or your mother. Maybe it is your job or whatever it might be. But as you come to that particular place, you will discover there is nothing as faithful. Nobody is as faithful as him who has called you, our Heavenly Father. Your partner may be unfaithful. Your business may be unfaithful. It may collapse right in your, before your hands. And you wonder what happened when it was working all so well. Everything else cannot stand when it comes to com compare to the faithfulness of the Lord who has called us unto. And what the Father wants you to say is that, you know, your reality, he says that, you know, the heavenly, whatever is heavenly, whatever he has planned for you in heaven is the true reality. And it's what he wants you to enter into so that you may grow. You may be able to grow in his likeness. And he wants you to know how much that faithfulness covers you. When you look at Matthew chapter 6 verse 26, he says, Behold the, fire, the birds of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Praise the Lord. I want you to look at yourself and ask, am I not better than a sparrow? Am I not better than the vulture? Am I not better than whatever bird? He says, all the birds of the air, they never sow. They don't plant anything. But you know what? I see them in my garden. They work on my vegetables every other day. When I, when I, when I planted my, my vegetables behind there, I come look through the kitchen and I see they are looking at me and busy picking away. So now look at those guys. Look at those, look at those guys. They don't sow. But the Father provides. The Father provides for them. He cares for each and every single one of them. Maybe he decided that I, I planted those particular vegetables for them. And uh, it doesn't matter how much I chase them, they always come back. And, <laughs> and so, what it is that the Lord is looking for, he says, realize, look at those particular birds. And today I want you to look at those birds. Think about them, everyone, single one of them, whatever it is that they may be. But yet, he takes care of every single one of them. And he's asking you, my son and my daughter, are you, aren't you much more than the one or any one of these particular birds? I am thinking about you. My faithfulness will not fail concerning you. My mercy and my faithfulness is reaching out unto you. God loves you as you are. Praise the Lord. That's why he made you the way that whatever situation you may be in, his desire is to draw you out and bring you into the place where you'll be able to experience his goodness. Hear what he says in Isaiah 55 verse 11. So shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. It shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where I send it. His word never comes back to him. Praise the Lord. It always finishes and it always does what he has sent it, he has sent it to do. It is not in the character of your Father in heaven to go back to what it is that he has said. Please do not doubt him. Praise God. Tell your neighbor, don't doubt your Father in heaven. Thus, as you visit him, he says he will reveal his faithfulness unto you. Make a point today, I'm going to visit God. Whether, whether you're walking along the road, whether you are in your house, make a point, I am going to be visiting with God as much as I can, wherever it is that I may be. That's why I was telling you about the prayer time when you people have, when people have prayer time here on 730, 730. Come, come visit with him even here together with other saints. 
in your own house, wherever you are, make a point, Hope Community Church, to be visiting with God. We have got so much time before our TVs. We know all the programs that there are to be watched. We've got so much time to listen maybe to the music and what have you. They are ever in our ears. We are listening to them. But he's asking, how many times are you going to visit with me, my child? Because I want to reveal my mercy to you. I want to reveal my faithfulness unto you, even in this particular hour. If you look at him in verse 6, verse six he says, Thy righteousness is like the great mountains. Now listen, if the Bible says in Psalms 89 verse 14, some very interesting one. In Psalms 89 verse 14 he says, we'll come to that one. He says, first of all, in this place he says, righteousness, as he says, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. I'm missing my scripture there. Righteousness is like the great mountain. And if you go in Psalms chapter 89 and verse 14, he says, justice and judgment are the habitation of your throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. That is, what he says is, righteousness is the foundation of the throne, of the throne of God. His throne is established on righteousness. And that means, in heaven, everything is in right standing with God. Everything is in right standing with God. The whole of his kingdom is based on being right. There is nothing that is, you know, crooked in his, in his kingdom. You are part of that particular kingdom. And what is he saying? In refreshing you, he says, I will do the right thing for you in your situation. He says, I'm reaching out to do for you the right thing in your situation. He is thinking about you and he's remembering you. Do not let go of the confidence you have had in him all these particular years, my brother or my sister. Or all these months that you have trusted him. He says, I will do the right thing for you in your situation. Why? Because my kingdom, my throne is established on righteousness. It grows on righteousness. If you realize... In, in, 30, in Psalms 37, verse 5, and, verse 5 and 6, it says, Commit your way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He says, He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. What is he saying? He says, I will do the right thing for you if you commit your way unto me. And so whatever it is, you may have reached the dead end of your path. I want you to realize his righteousness, even at that particular dead end, he has told us my mercy and my faithfulness is unto you and I will do for you the right thing which you need in this particular situation. That is in, in bringing out that refreshing that he wants to refresh your soul. He wants to refresh your spirit. Do you want the refreshing? It is upon you to decide whether, uh, if you want the refreshing, he says, come, visit with me. Come and, you know, come where I am. And as you come, I will come and I will release my mercy, my faithfulness and my righteousness unto you for the glory of, of, of his holy name. He says, my righteousness is immovable. It is immovable and always the foundation for whatever the Lord says or whatever the Lord does. Everything he does or he says. It is founded on that particular righteousness. And as it grows, it is immovable, it is unchangeable. You can trust it, you can lean on it. And God wants you to be right in the middle of the way of righteousness. 
Because as you are in that particular middle of that way of righteousness, you will be able to find you are abiding in him and his favor and his refreshing is made manifest in your life. Sometimes our mouths make us to go wrong. We utter stuff that we, don't, we are not supposed to utter. Stuff that is not righteous in his sight. It grieves his spirit. But he is telling you in my mercy and in my faithfulness. I want to release my righteousness. I want to release my righteousness unto you. And thus as you visit him. He will reveal that righteousness. It is not according to what you have done. But it is according to what his spirit will release in your life. And manifest in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. And I will only touch up to the fourth, the fourth item and then we'll finish there. The 11 of them that are put in that scripture will continue another day. But let me touch only the fourth one and then we shall summarize on that one. He says in refreshing, I am going to reveal unto you my judgment. And what is, what is, what is this particular judgment that he's talking about? He says, as you visit me, as you come close to where I am, you will discover the goodness of being in the hands of a righteous judge. Amen. You will discover what it means to be in the hands of a righteous judge. Our father is a righteous judge, just as his word, as his word says. He will not only do things right on, on your behalf, he will bring justice where justice has been denied. Mm-hmm. Did you hear me? He will not only do things right, but he will also make sure that justice is done where injustice has been. If at all, you will trust in him. Remember what it is that he said in that particular, in that same verse. He shall bring, uh, sorry, in the verse 6, thy righteousness is like the great mountains, and thy judgments are as great as that great deep. That is, his judgments are like the ocean. He says you preserve man and beast. The righteous judge is standing up to be able to judge your case and to intervene, to intervene in your case. And why am I saying that? You remember what he says that the days you knew me even before I was made, the things concerning me were written in thy book before even I had one single day. That means your life and everything concerning you has been written in the book of the righteous judge. What is right concerning you has been recorded in his book already. But what happens? The enemy comes and gives you a different report. He comes and he changes that particular report. He gives you so many discrepancies in the report that he comes to give you and he tells you how ugly you are. He tells you how useless you are. He tells you how you're not going to be able to make it in life. He tells you how you are unable to be able to attain what God is calling you unto. And I want you to notice, those particular discrepancies, they are brought into your life and into your situation by the enemy. And he magnifies them right before your eyes. Big, big, big time. And we shared last time. I told you the thing you magnify before your eyes, you become that particular thing. The more you magnify something before your eyes, it forms in you. And you will start to reflect that particular thing. If you magnify self-pity and discouragement before you, you become so pitiful and you become, you know, so useless in your, in your approach in the things of life. You'll wonder what actually happened to me. But it's because what you magnify before you continues to expand and expand and it engulfs your whole life. I want you to make a decision today to remember 
that his judgments are as the great as great as the ocean and he has written good things concerning you my brother and my sister and he is very much able to overs- to make sure that the enemy you know the enemy crafts blatant lies blatant lies about you about your relationship about your family and about the victories that God has planned to give unto you and many times we believe what the enemy has told us but I want you to realize what the Father what the Father is telling us. He says, just judgments come to correct all these blatant lies that the enemy has been saying about you. Why? Because he tells us in that particular verse, he says, thy judgments are as great as the ocean. There is so much faithfulness in that particular judgment. His judgments are merciful. His judgments are faithful, and his judgments are righteous. And his judgment, as he says, it is a just judgment. Praise God. You can trust in this. This particular four alone, there are other seven aspects. I want you to be able to hold on to them as you go home this particular, this particular day. I want you to seek out that particular mercy because it is flowing today unto you. I want you to seek out with all your heart that particular that, 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 you know, they, that we've talked of that faithfulness. I want you to seek it out. Don't keep on searching him because when you find him, when you approach him, he says, my mercy and my faithfulness will reach out unto you and search him. You will meet his righteousness. As you search him, he will bring you in the center of the highway of his righteousness. He will do you what is right. He is going to heal you. Amen. Don't believe the report that I've been sick all this particular time and nothing has happened. Don't believe the report that I am not going to be able to make it. No. I want you to believe that I am going to walk. I am going to arise. I am going to sing the praise of my God. I will not back down because he is refreshing. He is refreshing. He says this is the time of refreshing. Whatever he means, he wants to refresh you. Whatever you are in, he wants to refresh you. You've been in pain for so long. But still, I want you not to let go of the promise of God. Believe this particular word. He says, my judgments are right. Praise the Lord. My judgments, they are just. He will bring it through for you for the glory of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Remember how he says he is infinite wisdom and he rules over, over everything that is against you. He is the ruler of everything. He oversees, he's able to oversee that which is against you. And so as we visit him, you connect with the truth of what heaven is saying about you. As you visit him, that truth starts to shine upon you. You'll be able to afford a smile because you are starting to realize and to know that particular truth. And as you know that particular truth, your life will start to get transformed for the glory of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is, the judgments of God, they line you up with what God and heaven are saying about you. It lines you up with what the truth is about the situation or the circumstance that you are experiencing today. Don't look at the enemy's report. The enemy report will tell you that this is the end of the road for you. This is the clear sign that this is what is to happen in your life. Can you even see it is all in red, black and white and then highlighted in red so that you can be able to see it so clearly. He can tell you anything he wants to tell you, but the judgments of God They come and bring you in line with what heaven is saying about you. What heaven is saying about your family. What heaven is saying about your children. 
What heaven is saying about your husband? What heaven is saying about your, your wife? What heaven is saying about everything that concerns and pertains unto you? It is the time of refreshing. It is the time of his visitation for the glory of God in the highest. As you draw nigh unto him. I want you to remember this particular one thing. He says the angels of God excel in strength. They do his word. They heed the voice of his word. And thus as his judgments are sent forth, those angels are running towards you when you come and line yourself in the center of this highway of righteousness. The angel starts to rush into, to, into your situation because the Bible says they come to do the word of God. Don't give up. The army has been sent to come in for your help, my brother. The army has been sent to come in for your help, my sister. The army has been sent. They are carrying your healing. They are bringing your organ. They are bringing your ears. They are bringing your eyes. They are bringing your legs. They are bringing your feet. They are bringing your bones. Whatever it is that you need in life, they have been commanded because it is the time of refreshing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And he wants you and I to believe this particular thing from the very depths of our heart. He says as you visit with me my child I will reveal my mercy unto you. Amen. As you visit me my child I will reveal my faithfulness unto you. As you visit me my child I will reveal my righteousness unto you. I don't care how much you've been oppressed. It is what that enemy has been writing about you all your life from the time when you were young up to today. But as you visit with me says the Lord my, I will reveal my judgment unto you and my judgment has got light in it. My judgment has got justice in it. I'm going to straighten it out for the glory of of my holy name says the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Shall we bow down our heads and pray? Amen.